0: Oh, man, she's cracking jokes before we even get in here. Wow! Oh man, I got my peace tee, but I'm not supposed to do my product placement because I get in trouble for product placement. I'm gonna punch you right in the face. Hey, hey I've been I did better today. Uh, Tara got me some um, non-logoed shirts, so that's a step in the right direction. And I turned my hat backwards, so it's got it's got the clover, but you can't see where the clover's from. So that works, right? We don't have to blur it out and duct tape it. I don't Well, have you to better hope not. White it out. Anyway, hey, welcome. Welcome this week to the midweek mischief show of the Supernatural Tendencies Podcast. We do, we did miss you because we didn't have either last week. Uh partially because I'm an idiot and we end up I told you the story, right? Well, we didn't have a midweek mischief last week. And we had to actually cancel on our guest today. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Why are you looking you looked at me like I know I hear a cat meowing. There are literally twelve cats in here. <laughs> So if you guys hear cats, no, you guys are going to hear cats because there's 12 in here. <laughs> there may be 13, but we can't find it
1: <laughs> it's right <still> now. Missing.
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll come back. Well, anyway, so we had to cancel last week. Uh, we end up first off with this whole COVID thing. Um, we were going to go on vacation. We had planned plan on vacation this year and we we're going to kind of make it a big one Um and if the children are watching, I'm not going to say where, but it was pretty big and it's pretty exciting. Well, we end up having to cancel it, obviously, uh, because it's just not going to be any fun. If the place is even open, it's not going to be anywhere yeah, near fun. if
1: you have to wear masks. Yep, exactly. so we we're going to do
0: some smaller ones, and it's just panning out that the, even the smaller ones are just not going to be at all fun. So we end up dropping some money and some fireworks for the 4th, 4th of July. Why? Because America. And America. we end up getting a bunch of them, and we threw in money, too, to the whole big pot of boom-booms, and... I didn't realize what day we were setting them off, which was apparently Saturday. You're an idiot. So (laughs) I dropped like 450 bucks as my share for these fireworks, which we ended up having like almost, I don't know. God, it was close to two grand. (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) But then of course we played it smart with the phantom fireworks and we got like bogos on every one of them. So it was actually almost like four grand of fireworks. So we had a big old block party and those who didn't want to join the block party, we're joining the block party because you did <laughs> run away from fireworks there was
1: no choice
0: no these weren't snakes and sparklers <laughs> so <laughs> so so we do apologize for not coming on last week um they we do plan on picking up schedules again um holidays obviously make it kind of tough and for some reason i have this just innate sense of trying to bear through the holiday and get content out and then it becomes <laughs> overwhelming and i freak out and i start losing hair and i don't know why yeah and,
1: yeah and then i get the meltdown text it's
0: purely my fault <laughs> I oh
1: god oh god
0: i should have figured it out myself and i didn't so we again we do apologize but we missed you all and virtual hug oh, okay thank you you need to shower virtual i did shower today
1: <laughs> that's scary i did shower
0: and i'm um, using my lush shampoo and i'm using my doctor Watch. And so I'm all moisturized and exfoliated and stuff. And I got my brand new shirts, So it's going good. You're just anyway.
1: creepy right now. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> today we have Mr. Randy Hardenbrook from the Canned Air podcast, who's going to be, I think he's backstage right now. Yeah. Um, the Canned Air podcast out of Columbus, although I think uh, Randy is from Delaware, Ohio, is a fantastic podcast um, about comics and pop culture. Um, you don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Did you get a chance to listen to them at all?
1: I didn't. I was absolutely swamped this week. It's, I'm so sorry, Randy, but I will.
0: It's, uh, it's a, I say this a lot as in like a fantastic podcast. I use like, it's, it's good content this, and I don't mean to overshoot it. And i am pretty sure I've overshot it to him on more than one occasion, but like, this is like, I feel like this is like a super professional podcast, and we are not a super professional podcast. Um, we'll probably get into how uh, some of the guests that Candair has, but that it's a it's a fantastic podcast. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and bring Randy in with us? Can you hear us at all?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yep, I can hear Good you. To
1: go. <laughs> um,
0: is he playing through the speakers though?
1: Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, but
0: it's all going through streamer. So still, still should be kosher, right? Yeah. All right, Mr. Randy, thank you for joining us today. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, no, we uh, we were we've been excited since what two weeks ago before I had to cancel when I was an idiot, forgot a all the things that I was supposed to be doing.
2: <laughs> it, it's anyway, it's all good.
0: <laughs> so uh so first and foremost, uh from the Canned Air podcast. Now we have talked a little bit um the past couple weeks here, and you have decently recently joined that podcast. Is that true? You weren't there from the get go, were you?
2: Correct, yeah, so we've been around about six years. um, I just joined about a year and a half ago.
0: yeah, good, good, good. um now, with that, um, how did you get involved with with that podcast?
2: So I was actually a fan for a while. um am I coming through okay, I'm seem seeming really choppy on my end.
0: uh, your video your videos kind of kind of weird um, but you look okay.
2: Okay. Sorry. We're audio only. And this camera is like super old. So. No,
0: that's perfectly fine. <laughs> right. That's perfectly fine. Yep.
2: But anyway, to answer your question, um, I was a fan of the show uh, for about a year, two years before. Um, and had met him in passing and just went to a couple of their live events. And um, they had a third host that ended up uh, parting ways with them. And um, they asked me to come on board as their third, uh, third co-host. And Yeah. Fresh right off the street. So it was a little intimidating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Well, well, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. Do you have any previous experience with any shows, any productions before that, or is this just jumping right on in with these guys?
2: This was just jumping right in. I was fresh off the street. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of a learning uh, curve, but at least you had great opportunity.
0: Yeah. At least you had the other people who had been doing it for a little while to kind of, you know, give you the ropes and everything. Right. And hopefully made that transition a little smoother.
2: Yeah, and Jack and Jeremy are great. They put up with a lot of shit with me, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's uh, they've taught me a lot and shown me a lot and been very patient with me. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, I imagine That's so. Awesome. They seem like really great guys. Um, going into into Kander a little bit because this is kind of like uh, this is kind of the idea for a midweek mischief is to kind of help cross promote and really put this put the spotlight on on you and you guys for the, especially this week. Um, with that, I, uh, I tried to binge listen to whatever shows, uh, is happening for that week. So obviously I told you I had gotten a late start on it, but I dedicated that full week to just kind of listening to it. And I think, I think we'd even talked a couple of times, like, man, you guys interviewed Ernie Hudson. Like, why do I even try anymore? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had some opportunities to have, to have some uh, amazing talent on the show. Um, Mr. Hudson was prior to me coming on, but uh, literally the first episode I was on, we had Matt Servito, who is an actor uh, who played uh, one of the uh, the chief officers on The Sopranos, oh. and um, also is on uh, an Adult Swim show, which is how we got the connection. But not only was I new right off the bat, but my first episode, we were talking to him. <laughs> And then the very next, or excuse me, the episode after that, um, Jeremy was like, oh, hey, by the way, we're having Zordon on, who David J. Fielding played Zordon, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was a huge part of my life growing up. So I was trying really hard hard not to go full-on fangirl on that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would have been you.
0: I don't, well, I don't, I don't know if my mom remembers this or not, but I was really little and... At some point in time, I eventually learned this, and I don't think anybody really explained it to me. But I didn't understand the idea of a TV schedule. And again, this is when my when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers come out. What, like 1992, 1993, maybe? That's a
2: guess. I uh, yeah. think around that, like maybe 94. That's there you go. I was yeah, 94. like ish. Yeah.
0: And so I remember waking up. I, I, I'm assuming it was a Saturday morning and seeing that show, and and not realizing that people could kick so much putty ass in one show <laughs> yeah. and I was floored and I was like, all right, well I got to like watch this again because obviously it was just like a, it was a one show. And then we went to the next show. It wasn't, you know, Power Rangers. And then I woke up every day, the best of my ability to try to catch that show again, but I didn't understand how it worked. Like I didn't realize that they had like a rotation or, you know, a syndication schedule or however it works. So like every hour of the day, I like just continuously like drop what I was doing, run to the TV and then try to like turn it on. It wasn't. And, like, oh. and then like, I don't remember I must have been. I don't even know. Do you? Do you remember this stage?
1: Not really. I don't
0: even think we really talked about it. But I did I had no idea how you, this worked. But you I'm were like kind
1: of a weird little kid anyway. So you know, like well, ninety nine percent of it, I'm just like, oh, you know, God. I'm glad
0: we could have these conversations. What's he doing
1: now? I'm not. I'm not even going to bring up your chupacabra phase.
0: That was slightly. No, you know what? That had to have been around the same time. I
1: didn't sleep for two years. Thank you,
0: Robert Stack, for my terrifying. Yep. Quite terrifying view on on the chupacabra. Oh, yeah. I was
1: convinced they were gonna they were gonna come get us here in Ohio. Oh,
0: they were already they were in what was it like Puerto Rico and then they oh were yeah, in Florida.
1: and you're like oh they're in Texas, mom.
2: Yep, we're no. it, die. It, when you're home from school during uh, during the week and Unsolved Mysteries is on, I mean you got to get you some chupacabra. Come on, yeah, oh yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. And
2: then those reruns of uh, In Search of with Leonard Nimoy. Yep. I love those.
0: And that's kind of what got us started with this kind of podcast. I mean, we, we've always been. Uh, We've always talked about, oh, yeah, did you ever hear about that? Or did you ever hear about that? And then, like, it just kind of converged. And what we started discussing doing this show, I've wanted to do this show. It's had to have been about 10 years now. And I could never really get it off the ground, get the gumption and get the – the confidence to know exactly what, what I needed to do, you know, not, not only equipment wise, but production wise and stuff like that. And then she started doing her own thing where she would do like mini lives on Facebook. And I said, well, that's a good jumping off point for us too. So then we just kind of started, but man, going back to uh, those unsolved mysteries and, and the reruns of the in search ofs and, and then, back to Power Rangers eventually because it was around the same time so we can make this circle back to where we were but uh yeah that's how that's how we got started but we yeah Zordon oh my gosh I would have that'd been crazy I couldn't even couldn't even have fathomed that so um but yeah that would be that would have been a heck of a first show and a second show right to get to get in there with and and yeah. get your feet wet obviously <laughs>
2: well we have fun too it's just not all celebrities we have uh indie creators other mm-hmm. podcasters stuff like that on so it's it's a good mix yep
0: yeah, i think one of the was it the more more recent episodes we uh you would start talking about the uh the and it was really it's an interesting concept that, that started out with was the uh the gross toys marketed to 90s kids was that on the, first, <laughs> the retro roundtable was it
2: Yeah, so that was our uh, 350th episode. So the way our show's lined out is whatever guests we have on, we usually have a retro uh, roundtable topic that we'll talk like the first half of the show with and then turn the next half of the show over to them to hear about their projects. So we had a gentleman on named uh, J.B. Callaghan. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. (laughs) But um, really, really cool dude. Um, And he had a comic uh, about a... um, Kind of a supernatural comic about somebody that goes and takes care of the uh the sewers in a uh, metro area and kind of all like the creepy, like mutated stuff he finds. So we just kind of figured, hey, you know, sewer, let's talk gross stuff,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it worked out. And I'll tell you, when I first started listening and you guys brought that up, do we have a feedback? That's yeah, I think we had a feedback a little bit.
2: So one of the
0: first toys I had thought of was that uh, was it the doctor's the doctor uh oh my gosh
2: the uh, doctor dreadful
0: there you go the doctor dreadful oven yep with a uh, with the uh i don't think you I don't think you remember that cuz i think dad no, got it for uh-uh. me it was it was like an easy bake oven but for like gummy spiders oh
1: well, yeah i do okay yeah. yeah
0: and then and then you guys eventually got to us so like oh well my life is done for today i i feel fulfilled and uh-huh. and and vindicated for it. it's fine so uh, but yeah, it's it's it, and like like I said, I'm gonna probably re- reiterate this too much. I mean, that's this is one of the podcasts that really all around production wise, all around content wise, and then obviously that has translated to you know the, the quality of, of those two things right there has translated to them getting some you know bigger names, and even if it's not a bigger name, bigger concepts. And it's such an interesting uh, show to, to get involved with, even if you're just listening to, because it's not it's it's it's, it's just not for comics and not just for like nerdy stuff. Um, it's also for real you know, pop culture in general. And even if you don't dig the specifics of, of, of a week to week, maybe it's like not quite your thing. You don't know much about the comics or that they start talking about or something like that. Eventually they'll come around to a topic that you do know and maybe you forgot about and you say, oh my gosh, yeah, that's exactly it or something, you know, and it brings back memory. So it's a very good concept of a show and it's executed in a way that makes you feel right at home with people talking. And it's not just an over an overabundant production that would make you shy away and think that these aren't real people because sometimes that tends to happen. I mean, you get some shows whether not on TV or podcast, and it starts to feel so produced, so awesome that these people almost don't seem like people anymore. And and I think air does a great job of making you feel like you're right at the table. Like they pull up the pull up chair at their recording station in their studio, and you're kind of there with them but you're not and it just it feels like
2: that so mm-hmm. that's the feel we go for and i gotta hand it to jack and jeremy they've developed a quality show over the years and i'm just trying not to screw it up every episode <laughs>
0: <laughs> either way either way the content's fantastic um what what days do you guys try to release
2: uh so we usually release over the weekends we usually record on monday and then release uh that uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, we are taking a little bit of a hiatus right now just for the month of July. So we should be back in full force in August. Good, 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 good.
0: Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add in to the kind of talking about the canned air before we start with uh, your personal stories?
2: Um, other than we're just, uh, also a member of Redline radio LLC, which is an online radio station out of Cleveland. Um, a bunch of great shows on there. Um, they've they've helped us grow too so it's just uh you know just kind of try and help everybody out and have fun while we're doing it yeah
0: let's let's touch on that real quick too because um we had kind of vaguely talked about that uh redline radio started as a different as a different company but still the same idea of an internet radio show where they provide do they do music though because that's one thing i was kind of confused about because i've seen a lot of different shows but do they do music or is it just kind of oriented around content creation
2: so they do have an app and an online station that does play music and then the shows cut in as they're produced and go live.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So if anybody gets the chance to want to check that out, um, it is kind of like a, like a syndicated kind of, uh, they have like talk shows and then they also have like the music stuff too. And, and they, they run the gambit of anything you might be interested in. I think they do like, like you know, local sports. I think they're a, are they affiliate to the uh, local, was it the local baseball team?
2: Uh. I don't think they're affiliate i think they they have a show that talks about it but okay uh, maybe
0: that's it okay yeah so sports sports obviously canada is on there so you have the comics and pop culture uh and they have a i think they have a a, an amateur wrestling show on there too and then they have another show that i think is is hosted by one of the amateur wrestlers but it's about just like just dumb stuff he wants to talk about basically there's like a catch-all i think he described it as so if you guys get the chance redline radio out of cleveland uh the, i think Randy just said they have an app too so you don't have to be stuck at a, at a desktop or anything like that you can go ahead and, and grab that app and see if uh if that's up your alley they have something that's up your alley just give them a chance and i'm sure you'll you'll find sure. it find it favorable
2: yeah, and every shows on uh, live on Facebook, so you can check it out there as well.
0: Yep, and oh, then awesome. I know that I liked them, just so you know too. I liked them, and then they they continually pop up on your feed too. Oh, so okay. yeah, so if you're passing through, just hop in and you can see some of their. I think they have a. Do they do just lives there or do they have the actual older, older syndicated episodes as well?
2: Uh, so a lot of the sh- uh, shows are live produced in their studio up there. Um, us being in the Columbus area, we just syndicate our older stuff. Um, I've got a buddy out of Florida that uh, does Check This Record, which, which is a music review podcast. They play on Friday, so they're obviously not live. <laughs> yeah. um, so. And we're still looking for more shows and trying to expand the brand. So, you know, we don't have a, a Supernatural podcast on there yet. Hint, hint, wink, wink.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and then, then we'll be right in Randy's, Randy's shoes where we're just trying not to screw something up. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I can't do it, you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, with your with your own stories, and I just have a few questions to kind of preface. Know your your stories. I think you have a few, correct, throughout your life.
2: Yeah. So um, I've got stories that I was personally involved in, and then stuff I heard secondhand from my mom uh, from when she was growing up. So I don't know if you want both or.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever whatever you have. I mean, this is solely this is well, pretty much a show for you. So what I mean, if I can interject some questions here or there. I mean, we want you to you know take take the spotlight here and kind of do your thing. Uh, First and foremost, though, uh, with you having so many paranormal experiences kind of like expanding back. Do you consider yourself a, uh, an out now out believer or do you still take a lot of like evidence to kind of convince you of any certain thing and, and it ha- it's happenings?
2: You know, it's kind of funny. You asked me that I was thinking about that earlier. I am probably, I, I, I do believe in ghosts, but I'm probably like one of the biggest skeptics I know. Yeah. Um, especially with everything going on recently, like in the house I'm at now, um, I will try and think of every possible logical, reason why whatever happened happened Mm -hmm. so i'm just not like a ghost you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i does that answer your question
0: no no yeah it does i mean and that's a good it's a good idea it's well i shouldn't say good idea uh we like to get the bearing on and it's not any it's not any passing of judgment or anything like that just kind of get an idea because like sometimes um how can i even put this because sometimes i do it myself it's not that i'm out now believing but like spur of the moment reaction and those your spur of the moment reactions and your and your takes from something is kind of like really telling on how like you initially view or how like deep down you view this kind of mm-hmm. thing. I mean, uh, if you hear a random creak or, or something during the night, if you automatically think of a prowler in your house, then that, you know, you're, you're kind of defensive minded, you maybe live in a neighborhood that's maybe known for that. So that kind of sets up your background. Of course, if you think it's a chupacabra, then you (laughs) might have experienced a lot of unsolved (laughs) mysteries as a kid and been tortured by your mother with no real, how can we say motherly affection? to help remember that? when
1: i got you the my buddy dog yeah you remember that
0: yeah i do remember that and it didn't help at all so oh, yeah we like to establish those <laughs> things kind of beforehand because then we we get an idea of where your mindset kind of is so well,
1: but see, you now do this to your children so you have continued on with that cycle oh
0: terry gets mad at me because the what what was the other day they're like oh, okay I go to my room like i wouldn't go in there
1: yeah and don't look under that bed and they're like why i'm do.
0: like, i don't really want to talk <laughs> about it because don't about do it again would would just scare me again but I don't want to talk about it but just I wouldn't go yeah. in there
1: <laughs> children going to learn in this house
0: <laughs> all, all right Randy with a lot of my other questions it kind of is is <coughs> you
1: sorry is
0: I kind of set up for uh, uh for again that past and then you know the mindset but with you with your with it spanning so much i think a lot of my questions are going to be covered most likely by all of the stories that you tell so i'm just okay. going to hand it over to you and then uh, i might pop in and out with a question or two so i apologize in advance if i kind of interrupt so carry on No,
2: please please interrupt me tell me to shut up hold on whatever <laughs> we'll and move. you guys are still hearing me okay right because i'm seeing the choppy video
0: yeah. The, the, yeah, the video is kind of choppy. Uh, we have you routed separately. So technically your audio is coming fine. I okay, just set up through our interface. So I can't hear you through my headphones, but I'm hearing you through our speaker, So we yeah. can, we can hear you.
2: Okay. So long as my voice is coming through, I can, I can stand not seeing my face <laughs>
0: <laughs> the same way.
2: <laughs> so with all this stuff, I'm going to try and be as subjective as possible and not embellish. If that makes any sense. I'm not going to try and, I'm just going to try and give you guys the facts of what happened and not like make it like a go-go story, you know. Um, So just to give you a little bit of background, I and my family uh, live in Delaware, Ohio. Actually, for the most part, Delaware City, which is smack dab in Delaware County, which is pretty much smack dab in the middle of Ohio. It's the county north of Franklin, which is where Columbus is. So um, it's very rural. Uh, There are some... Uh, cities that are starting to build up. It's Southern Delaware County is basically becoming a suburb of Columbus. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, a, when all these stories were happening, a lot of it, it was still very rural and very um, just kind of farm country. Um, Delaware City uh, was built or, excuse me, established in the 1800s um, and it's a co- old college town. So there's a lot of history. There's a, a lot of, I'll call it documented paranormal experiences in Delaware. Um, there's a guy that wrote a book, uh, John B. Cachetti, um, that kind of listed a bunch of experiences. Um, so there is kind of an active supernatural community around here. So um, again, just giving you background, it, it doesn't really have a lot of bearing on on me. Just uh, it, it just seems like it's it's really active around here. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. So. Um, uh, I'll start with my mom's experiences. Um, Just uh, she grew up on a farm on the east side of the city. Um, It was the original house was built uh, pre-Civil War. And it was a Civil War hospital for a little bit. Um, Not that there was any battles fought around here, but I think it was more like rehab or minor, I don't know, injuries. It was a creepy old farmhouse. Like you (laughs) think like, traditional like spooky house on the hill type that that was it (laughs) um so my great-grandfather owned that house and then my grandfather built a house literally like right next to it um and that's where my mom and my aunts and everybody grew up um prior to that uh well before my family um settled that area um there was an older farm and a young girl that was killed riding a horse out in one of the fields. So my mom growing up, uh, there were two instances where she woke up and said she saw that girl standing outside the bed, right right next to her bed, looking at her. Um, Oh, wow. One, I think she was younger and then another as a teenager. Um, The headstone for that little girl is actually on the tree line in my grandparents' field. Oh my God! Wow. Um, There was also an older gentleman that uh, grew that had a house down the road from my grandparents, and he passed away. And there's been a couple times that my my mom has said she's seen him still walking up and down the roads at night. Um, The one time I was actually with her, uh, we were driving. She picked me up with my grand from my grandparents, and we were driving home uh, on that road, and where his house used to be it was on a, a curve on the road and she approached that curve and I, I just heard her gasp and she slammed on the brakes and i was old enough to kind of be aware of what was going on so i was like mom what's wrong and she was just like staring at this tree and like ghost white and just kind of slowly kept driving and wouldn't tell me what was going on but uh later on um actually when i did the halloween podcast for canned where i was kind of Telling all this stuff, I'd ask her about it, and she said she had seen him leaning against a tree.
1: Wow.
2: So, um. But yeah. So that's kind of. I, I don't know if this stuff runs in the family or, or. you know I. I have no idea past what I've experienced, but. That's just kind of stuff that happened to my mom. Um, and still being on that farm at night, it gives me the creeps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, now what we have done uh, before and we've kind of talked about the the generational ideas, theories behind like extraterrestrial visitations or sightings and such like that. Uh, but what we really haven't done is talked about, uh, and th- this brings up the perfect point for it is um, the possibility of, of, of generational inheritances of spiritual activity. Mm-hmm. So how do you, cause, cause uh, Christy is much more versed in that. How do you view that? How is that viewed amongst what? the community? That you're into how, how is that taken
1: well you know a lot of times that they are one in the same so a lot of the people you know like in randy's case where he he's had paranormal experiences his mom has had them you know a, a lot of times these same families also have et uh some type of e, et connection but yeah um i i definitely think it happens
0: Okay, now, do you think it's more of like on a psychological level, more no, of no. of an an innate subconscious unlocking of something?
1: Um, possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it, you know who knows? It could even be something that's different or added. I don't know with our DNA. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But yeah, yeah. But you do get uh, get that a lot, where you know if if you have, you know, some these types of paranormal experiences, uh, the same thing with psychic gifts yeah. you know if if you have them a lot of times you know your parents one of your parents will have them your children mm-hmm. may also have them so yeah i, I definitely think it runs in families
0: mm-hmm. sorry for that randy go ahead we just, I just like to uh well this just kind of dawned on me that we we, we talk a lot about <laughs> the intergenerational uh sightings of, of mm-hmm. extraterrestrials but we don't call it into question with uh, the spiritual things. I I think sometimes we get caught up in the fact that uh, properties or things tend to get, you know, attached, you know, by spirits and stuff like that. So maybe it's a lot of times we overlook the idea of us individually being, being, having the ability to really be open. And that is a thing. I'm not trying to say that's not a thing, but we, we, we see these people who move into a house and they're like, Oh, it's a great deal. And then, yeah, we have that great Eddie Murphy skit, right. Mm -hmm. Which I'm not going to repeat. I've already repeated it once before. So uh go go ahead carry on i'm sorry for interrupting randy
2: (laughs) you're totally fine um so fast forward a few years um and i i was uh, about five years old Uh, my parents and i were living uh in delaware city um about uh, kind of the call it northeast side of town over by the fairgrounds so the way delaware is laid out is the fairgrounds are like i said on the northeast side of town and then there's these apartment complexes and a row of train tracks kind of on, on, the other side. So these apartments are sandwiched between them and, um, and nothing remarkable about these apartments. I mean, they were probably made in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, so I was about five at the time. So that would be early nineties, I'd call it. Um, and the way the apartment was laid out was my parents' bedroom was opposite mine at the top of the stairs. So it made like a T, uh, the long leg of the T being the, the staircase that would go down to the lower portion of the, the apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember waking up one night in my in my bed, um, freaked out for no apparent reason, um, getting up and walking to my parents' room and. Um, And I remember looking down the staircase and the stairs were open stairs. So um, you see that on a lot of studio apartments where there there isn't like a stairwell. It's just like open stairs up to, you know, like you can put your hands through the, between the steps. Mm -hmm. that makes sense? So I remember kind of looking down and I thought I saw my mom downstairs. And I mean, it was late. It was after midnight. And I remember started starting to walk down the steps and i thought i saw my mom kind of come around and start walking up the steps well we walked through each other oh wow and i I, I wish i could tell you more about what the the spirit looked like um it, it looked enough like my mom that i thought it was my mom um and i remember it was in white um like a white nightgown or something like that and um, I just I freaked and ran into my parents room um <clears throat> and like I said when I um talked about this on the, on the Candir podcast for our Halloween episode I like I talked to my mom to make sure you know I wasn't <laughs> making this shit up yeah and she remembers and we kind of got talking for a little bit and she said you know I always used to be really freaked out in that basement thinking somebody was watching me so Um, But yeah, so after talking to my mom about that experience of walking through the ghost, I kind of, there's a a Facebook group for Delaware County uh, haunted experiences and stuff like that. So I sent a message just real cryptic, like, hey, has anyone ever had any experiences in this apartment complex area? And it was active for maybe half a day and then comments started pouring in like oh yes this and this happened to me you know oh, they just, wow. there was at least 20 or 30 comments um from people that I'd never met saying they'd experienced weird happenings and seen spirits and both malicious and benign over there so we uh we were very fortunate that nothing crazy ever happened to us that i'm aware of um although in that same apartment i do remember a light bulb uh bursting over the uh the kitchen uh table after i had just finished up breakfast and like bring a dollar-sized uh a half dollar-sized hole in the cushion on the seat i was sitting on wow. but oh, my God. I, I don't know if that was spiritual or supernatural or just that electrical <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was my, experience. <laughs> that was my. Ex- disregard the cat. <laughs> uh, it's all good. That was, uh, that was kind of my early experience uh, seeing a ghost at a young age. And that kind of got me interested in the whole, you know, unsolved mysteries and um, in search of and history channel specials and kind of stuff like that. Um, but of course my mom and dad are pretty well, Opposite. so my mom obviously believes all that stuff my dad is very scientific and you know if you can't see it taste it hold it it doesn't yeah. exist <laughs> so you know I, I i never was really able to open up a lot about that if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm.
2: so that uh, oh go ahead
0: now does that at this point at this point um how old did you say you were again about about.
2: It was uh, right before my younger brother was born, so I was about five or six.
0: Okay. Now, with, with this kind of experience now, and you had said that the uh, whole uh, your mom driving and seeing somebody on the side of the road was just previous to this, correct?
2: It was a, it was the same time frame, I'd say.
0: Okay. Now, by this point, when you had walked through this apparition um, and afterwards, and you started kind of developing, obviously, some type of curiosity by watching you know the In Search Ofs and the Unsolved Mysteries, would you say your curiosity was more fear-based Or was it like a serious like inquiry as in like trying to gain knowledge?
2: I think it was more knowledge based because in that apartment, I never felt afraid. I mean, I I was probably scared in the moment when it Mm -hmm. happened, but I never was like terrified of that apartment or felt like I was, you know, in danger or, you know, freaked out. Mm -hmm. Um, And with my parents were actually in the process of building a house at the time. So we had moved out about you know, a year or so after that experience. So I, I, who's to say if I was there longer, more would have happened. Um, But yeah, that, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. So uh, yeah, so basically um, I grew up, uh, got married, uh, well, started dating somebody, uh, decided we didn't want to pay rent in lewis center uh which is southern delaware county basically Mm -hmm. columbus area so ended up buying the house i'm in currently uh which is uh in basically just on the outskirts of town that was built in the 1850s um and i've been having all kinds of fun experiences in this house (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh-oh just, Alex it's a house 1850s you just it's over 100 year, years old
0: obviously he's proving my point by yep, saying that yep. he's, he has activity so <laughs> I have this I have this small philosophy that if it's if it's anywhere over 100 years old there's no way that it can't be haunted Yep.
2: well I, I know for a fact two people have passed away in my house well that doesn't oh, no, help a that doesn't juju. help I'm nope, saying nope. just
0: like inherently like whenever something <laughs> surpasses 100 years old there's like a waiting list kind of like in Beetlejuice but instead of going back to their original house, like you get like assigned a random house and hopefully you don't get like Bangladesh where yeah. like you have like houses on houses on houses because then you just you're screwed for the rest of your afterlife. But I, wow. I'm solely convinced that as soon as a, so, anything hits 100, it acquires some type of spear by some type of Q, Q line that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're, you are screwed from the start, but then you have people pass away in your house, unfortunately. So, that's I mean, that a, just yeah, that's a, a
1: triple whammy
0: there yeah really really your fault for not doing the research i mean <laughs> yeah. i'm not here to judge but i'm just saying
2: well I, and that's fair and <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, the experience of my uh, the experiences i've had and my family have had in this house nothing's been malicious so i don't think it's any type of poltergeist activity i don't think you know it's anything negative um and uh again i uh because of what i experienced as a kid and you know kind of watching all these other shows like i've been super skeptical so we've been in this this house uh 12 years now um and i we've only had a handful of experiences but the experiences i'm going to tell you about are pretty well they stump me (laughs) if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, so right off the bat, when we had purchased the house, my wife was here, uh, painting. Uh, we decided to paint a few rooms before we moved out of the apartment and, um, had the can of paint knocked out of her hand, but it wasn't like knocked out of her hand so that it went all the way across the wall. It just kind of was just knocked out if that made sense. So she was kind of standing there thinking, did I just drop that or did that actually get knocked out of my hand? type of thing um so um we moved in uh we have pets cats and dogs and right off the bat you know typical haunted house behavior you know they'd stare up the wall (laughs) act like they are looking at something you know watching something move along the wall or whatever when there's nothing there um again nothing malicious um we uh we'd probably been in the house about three years And, um, the way our house is laid out is my office where you guys see me now is in the upper portion of our house. So there's a stairwell just behind my shoulder there that goes down to the lower portion through a bedroom, um, into the original part of the house where like our living room and kitchen and all that stuff is. Uh, my wife, uh, works retail and she was working retail at the time, um, working late nights and would get home like 10 o'clock or something like that. So I was up in my office farting around doing something of... I don't know. Just dork around on the computer. Um, and it was about the time my wife was supposed to be home. And um our cats, (laughs) kind of like what just happened here, always would jump up in front of the keyboard and stuff. So I would always keep them locked downstairs, um, outside of that bedroom so they couldn't run up here and you know, tap dance all over my keyboard. (laughs) And um (laughs) I had that happen today twice. And I'm sitting here with my back to the stairwell. And I heard the stairwell creak, like forceful, like somebody was walking up. I like I turned around half expecting like my wife to be half halfway up the stairs. And nobody was there. So I kind of thought for a minute and got up, walked downstairs, half expecting like she had started walking up and forgot her purse or forgot her keys or something. And nobody was home. Cats were all sound asleep. Dog was sound asleep. And I called her. I'm like, are you around? She's like, no, I left late. I'm not home. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> but now,
0: how, did you, how does your wife kind of view the, these kinds of things? Is she kind of in the same vein of being skeptical? Or is she a little more believing, creeped out kind of thing?
2: She believes. She's actually uh, seen um, a shadow walk through a room out of the corner of her eye. Um, yeah. And in, into what the, what the kids' rooms are now. Um, <laughs> um it, it gets better. It gets better. Um, so uh, a few years later, my, uh, son who's now nine was born. Um, and everything was pretty normal for the first couple years. Um, about when he was about three years old, he would start waking up crying, like hardcore crying at 3 a.m. every morning. And like it went on two, three weeks straight. Oh, wow. And we had some just generic monitors at the time and you would hear on those monitors, like it's hard to explain. It was, it wasn't feedback. But it was almost like a muffled conversation. Oh, just kind of like, and it, it was very two very distinct tones, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, it could have been picking up a CB from a car radio, but it was always at night. I could never duplicate it. Like I would try and you know do all this stuff, and again, me being the one that actually like walked through a ghost, <laughs> you know, trying to you know, do the scientific method and all this stuff. And my wife right off the bat is like, this house is haunted. It was a ghost. (laughs) But um, eventually after a few weeks of my son like waking up all the time at like 3 a.m., we just ask him, you know, why are you waking up? And of course he's three, so it's not like he gave us a really solid answer, but he just kept saying the man in the hat. The man in the tall hat. So the, uh, (laughs) it, it it just, it was weird. And I just, and again, it it sounds idiotic because I should know, like from my experiences, I shouldn't be this skeptical, but I, I don't know. I just. Am I making sense, or am I just frank? no? You're making sense.
1: I think it's good to be skeptical.
2: And I'll tell
0: I'll tell you what too, because I, I have two kids, and obviously I'm my mother's son, and she had two kids, so I'm sure we all we all go through this as parents. We you have the stories that children tell that are obviously something that is is being made up, that is being something of imagination for fun, mm-hmm. in order to be a natural st- storyteller as humans tend to want to do. Okay, with my son we could immediately tell when he's telling the story and sometimes we'll just spur it on. Yeah, sure. And you're like, whatever he said, we went to Walmart and then we got this squirrel and like, and you can obviously tell that these kind of stories are ones that are, he's just wanting to talk and you just kind of let him talk. Where does it go? It's just fun. No harm's being done. Now with the thing that kind of got me and it's, and this was for me and I'm, I'm not trying to say anything about anybody else here, but your son, automatically and obviously i wasn't there to hear like the certainty in which he said it but hit on a trope that is very common on on shadow people and stuff like that which is a man in a hat now regardless of whether or not this is in particular uh, a a person in particular that may be inhabiting the house or not it does fall in this category of a broadly cited thing of of a man in a hat Mm -hmm. and he's obviously three and most likely i'd imagine that you're not kind of talking with him about shadow people and the tropes and cliches of man and men in hats but this isn't this is not something that's like i saw a giraffe trying to balance on a ball in my room. And that's what keeps waking me up. Yeah. Uh, that may be a dream. That may be something that is, you know, is is something I'm, I want to say made up because I think when you say something is made up, it has this connotation of kind of being malicious or negative in a way when right. especially with children, usually it's not, it's not being, it's not, it just, it's not being a jerk or anything. It just, it's just fun, fanciful. It's something that they thought of when they were playing or something. And of course, when we're dreaming, we mix stuff together and that's how you get a, your purse turning into a rattlesnake head that dispenses (laughs) cotton candy. I mean, that happens to all of us, but when people start um, addressing different types of, of archetypes that we see seem to see throughout history, um, whether or not it's, it's spiritual or, you know, cryptid related or anything like that. That's one thing that your son had kind of hit on right off the bat was Mm -hmm. one of these things. So even if he took a really good guess, which, if he's going to make something up, that is a really good guess to kind of get a paranormal, paranormal minded person going, well, hmm." he said, what, you know, uh, it's still something that, that holds credence for me. I mean, I don't mean to bring up the Chupacabra again, but if, if my daughter started describing a Chupacabra outside her window, I might take a little more concern to the fact that the, windows (gasps) windows <gasps> aren't double paned but um
1: and i'd get a phone call
0: probably Mom, but it's a chupacabra get over here <laughs> but when bring you, daryl <laughs> but it, it helps a lot when you have someone who isn't familiar with with uh and let's put this in a different context really quick say you go to another country and this is kind of like really far stretching but let's just say you go to a different country and they have like a commonly cited cryptid or something like that and you see something weird and at first my maybe their cryptid is just close enough to a cat or something that you didn't, or you weren't overly frightened of it, but you're like, oh, that's weird. That, that, that's a weird looking cat. And so like you happen to like convey to the locals about you seeing this weird, Hey, did you guys see that weird looking cat? And they're like, Oh yes, that is the, the flaming cat from hell's butthole, you know, or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, Whoa, like,
2: <laughs> it's a I would tend to trust you. I'm sorry. I said it's just a cat with mange guys come on yeah. <laughs> and
0: that, and that could be that could be but like but with you being an outsider seeing the same things that people other people have seen before it kind of gives you more credence that well this guy probably isn't making it up because he has, a, has nothing to gain b he didn't have anything any idea to do with it and this is the same I put this your son in the same kind of group of people i mean obviously unless he's a closet shadow person freak and he just loves shadow people that we're not aware of when he was three i mean he he, he obviously hit on something that's kind of a common thing that people see in that so i don't know i'm going to say it, it's a little more disturbing because it's not really disturbing but it's definitely concerning that yeah. maybe something's going on yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: and i think that's why i was so skeptical was because a lot of this stuff that's happened at this house has been so textbook paranormal like You know, the interference on the monitors, the waking up at the same time every night, you know, the the shadow people or the the man in the tall hat, um, you know, the creeks, which uh, trust me, this is an old house. I hear a creek all the time and Mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's either the cats screwing around or it's just an old house settling. Mm -hmm. Um, But and the, the thing that really did it for me that made me smudge this house was a few few years later. It was after the. Sorry, I'm backing up. After the him waking up at three every morning for you know a few weeks, it, things kind of quieted down. Um, he got a little bit older, so he was probably like five or six uh, this time. And for Christmas, we had got him. I don't know if you ever you've you've ever seen it, but Hot Wheels came out with like a, a track that you could mount to the wall. So the cars oh, would, like, yeah, run totally along amazing. the wall and stuff. Um, and there's a switch on the bottom of it to turn it on, and it makes a really loud, obnoxious, you know, urr, 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 click, er, click, you know, as, as the thing spins around for the cars. That thing went off by itself in the middle of the night. No reason one night. Yeah, was... Like, it was two in the morning and over the monitor and again it was in the kids room ren was asleep the animals weren't anywhere around because we we keep them out of the bedrooms and it just it started going off and the the switch on this thing is like hard to it's not like just something brushed up against it or whatever and it went off like it you have to forcibly move it to turn this thing on yeah so that kind of did it for me, and I smudged the house. Um,
1: <laughs> kind of hard to explain that one away.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we haven't really had much happen since then. Um, you know, my, my daughter's been born. She's just turned two, which is about the same time Bren started um, with all that stuff, and all that stuff fired up. So we'll see. But yeah, that's pretty much the extent of everything that's happened <laughs> here. but like i said i've never felt unsafe in my house or you know you, you you hear people say you know they feel like they're being watched or they feel malicious intent and stuff like that i've never felt that here and i actually had the opportunity to meet the uh an old gentleman walked up one day and said hey my name's so and so i used to live in this house my grandfather built this house
1: oh nice
2: so I, I met, there's initials on the side of my house that say JR1909 and found out that that was his father or his oh. grandfather, maybe. It must've been his grandfather, but, um, so it would have been his great grandfather that built the house. Um, but anyway, I was talking to him and found out that it was his grandfather that died in the house. It was his mom that passed away. Um, so I, I kind of know who it is that's passed here and it. Like I said, I've never felt anything malicious around
1: it. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. So you have, you've been kind of quiet too. Do you have any questions for him
1: about this? Uh, uh no, no. Uh-uh. Well, you're just I'm, boring. Well, today. no, I'm. I was just kind of thinking, you know, like like he was saying, you know, if if it was something malicious, I think you would definitely feel that energy, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, if it's if it, you don't get a bad vibe from it and nothing really bad happens you know it could just be that you're a sensitive
0: and do you how do you how do you view that kind of thing yourself randy do you do you think you might be some type of sensitive i don't and i I tread lightly whenever i ask somebody this question Mm -hmm. because most of the time people well it's a it's a logical chain of thinking for people in modernity here that when you say sensitive they think of psychic when they think of psychic they think of miss cleo so, no, I don't, no, that's don't go there in all fairness, that's generally where people's thought processes go. So what I mean by sensitive is, do you do you just think that maybe you're just a little more open to the activity and understanding of what it is, and and and, and perceiving it in a way that is a little more available to you than it is maybe than maybe your dad, for example.
2: It could be, and again, I'm not well versed in this at all. I mean, I watched Unsolved Mysteries growing up, so that was my 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 course in this stuff. Yeah. Um, it always interested me. Um, I went to a very strict uh, Christian school growing up. Um, I'm not a strict Christian myself by any stretch of the imagination. It was just basically the better option of the schools in downtown Delaware. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I, I have heard that stuff is can sometimes be genetic um my mom has told me that we had a great she had a great aunt that considered herself a psychic Mm -hmm. and all that you know typical stuff um I don't know it's hard to say like I'm an empath I'm very good at picking up the emotions of people and kind of reading people yeah Um, so I don't know if that plays into it I just I, I don't know (laughs)
0: <laughs> do, do you want to go on a tangent with that because well, you no, know I, much more about that than they, i do they
1: definitely go hand in hand and it's it's really no different than using any of our other senses you know our sense of smell touch uh, hearing all of those things it's really no different it's just mm-hmm. an extra s- sense that that we have some people are more tapped into it uh, you know for whatever reason and some people are just like oh no you know put the put the blinders up i don't want to do anything that you know throughout maybe their religion or what whatever makes them uncomfortable with with you know picking up on or reacting to those those kinds of things yeah i think other with other people it just kind of comes naturally yeah it comes naturally and Mm -hmm. they just kind of like oh okay well
2: yeah (laughs) and i've always been a firm believer in the absence of proof isn't proof um so, and I just, I don't know. I mean, I know people are sensitive to light. Some people have better hearing than other people. Some people have better eyesight than other people. I
1: Exactly, exactly. That's a good analogy there. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> so, but, I mean, that is my extent of my paranormal experiences. Um, I do have one weird potential cryptozoological thing if we have time. We, we,
1: we got to hear this.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, a buddy of mine, my best friend growing up, um, his family owns a crap ton of land on the northeastern part of the county, um, which is very, very rural. Uh, there's a nature preserve um, butting up right against his his uh, parents' house. So growing up, I'd always spend the summer pretty much Every other weekend we'd either be at he'd either be at my house or I'd be at his house stay the night or whatever um, and they had the way their farmhouse is laid out is it's very rectangular um, very narrow if that makes sense so it's it's real deep so in the front of the house or in the front of the property they have their house then they have um, the barnyard area with a fence that basically cuts that property in half and then goes at right angles along cornfields on either side and at the very back of the property there is a um a pond an old farm pond so anytime i was over there growing up we'd always be out of that dang pond trying to catch frogs skipping stones getting covered head to toe in muck and mud and everything else so we were out there one evening uh it was getting getting dark um and we decided we wanted to start walking back to the house because, you know, it's almost nighttime and, you know, it's twilight. And as we're walking, we hear something rustling in the cornfield next to us, kind of following our movements a little bit. So we'd stop, it'd stop, we'd start walking some more, a little bit faster, it started walking a little bit more, a little faster. So after a couple of times of that, we were pretty much scared to death. So we just started running um full blast to 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 his house um and again this there's about a six foot tall barbed wire fence or five foot tall i guess sorry that went around this cornfield and then went at a 90 degree angle that ran parallel to the house so we shot in his back garage door um and this is a big heavy steel you know the type of door like it's it's a a, a solid type of door that, you know, you had to put some butt behind it, even as a kid to, to open it. Um, yeah. so literally we get in that house. He beats me cause I was a little bit chunkier than he was and wasn't quite <laughs> fast of a runner. And I get in and I pull that door shut behind me and I literally get up the garage steps mm-hmm. to walk into their house from their garage and something hit that door. And started shaking it crazy hard in that casement. And just scared the shit out of both of us. Oh my gosh. Now, we didn't see anything. We didn't hear anything after that. You know, people have... Yeah, I told my wife about that. I told a couple other people. And they're like, well, it could have been his dad. Because his mom and um, his sister were in the house at the time. His baby sister. But if it was his dad, he would have had to have been in that cornfield walking out like, doing that. And then run at a dead sprint down along that five-foot-tall um, fence for about 100 feet, then come around and hit that door literally, like, 10 seconds after I'd closed it. So, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. And it's that, that farmyard is creepy at night. There's no lights. It's just, it's black.
1: (laughs) Oh, that would have been terrifying.
2: So, and my buddy growing up, he, he's told me, and I've never experienced this, but I've heard secondhand that he's heard like a bobcat scream out there. He's heard just weird things at night and i'll just leave it at that like i said i don't have any other firsthand knowledge other than just that one event happening
0: wow yeah i love i love oh. that kind of thing oh i love to hear about it <laughs>
1: yeah unless it's a chupacabra then forget it
0: <laughs> no that's it yeah besides that one <laughs> i mean I'll-, I'll look for grass men with you and the frog men and all that stuff bessie not really bessie because i have kind of fear of a phobia of water not it's not terrible it's not ter- i love to fish i'll go out on boats it's completely fine but like i got this thing that i've had for like for the longest time and i didn't realize it was a thing i didn't realize it was a phobia but like if i put my head underwater and no matter how clear your water is there is a point in time where you where you can't see any farther and it happens even with crystal right. clear water it just when does that the, that wall of visibility end and and right and it freaks me out looking into that wall of visibility like really yeah. bad like it gives me just anxiety to no end it has got a name i can't remember the name but uh yeah unless we got a dive i'm not going to do it either but like this kind of thing here especially all oh, the the animals are waking up no, i'm sorry get his squeaker oh uh, i can't see it there it is where's the moose give me the moose get the moose all right um but with stuff like this i mean we obviously in ohio we're we're kind of at a crossroads of a lot of different types of and we obviously i just love the frog We have uh, orange eyes. Um, we've got uh, you know, grass men and then Bessie up, of course, by the Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of we kind of run the gamut ourselves of, of cryptids in the area. But the thing that we really don't have is a whole lot of big predators. Um, I think I've heard about bobcat and lynx being spotted in Ohio, but it's usually up in the northern parts. I don't think any really southern counties going towards more mountainous regions. Have those, am I wrong? You, have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Bobcats in the mountains towards West Virginia, Kentucky? I don't think so, not that I. Go ahead, Randy.
2: I was going to say, the closest thing I've ever heard was the uh, Gehanna lion. Have, did you guys ever hear about that? Gahanna
0: lion? No. Well, was that the one where the, the the guy let all those animals loose?
2: I think it might have been linked to that. I don't think it was the same time. There was, a, a, we'll call it a scare for a while uh in the gahanna area, which is the east side of Columbus, yep. um, that people were reported seeing a mountain lion or a lion.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think it was, it, that
2: that. it was probably somebody letting a pet loose, but you know, uh, who knows? Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, if you we have we have some of our listeners um abroad, so whenever they, whenever they uh listen to this on Thursday, uh just to get them up to speed in the United States, I still think it's pretty open. Uh, across most states whether or not you can have exotic animals uh, big or small um ohio i believe with um was it Kasich that, that that had happened governor Kasich, where he had actually strapped down on those yeah and the one guy i think like and this is i think it's a really sad story didn't he like let all of his lions and tigers loose and then like killed himself
2: i think you're right he has a super
0: tragic story yeah. um and this may happen a lot more if more states start doing that. People are so intric- intricately tied to all these big cats. If you haven't heard of the Tiger King by now, yeah. I mean, jeez. <laughs> even if you even if you haven't watched it, I respect if you haven't watched it, but at least hearing about it, wherever you are worldwide, it was kind of a sensation. And that's kind of the thing here in the U.S. Um, actually, our last episode, we had done the Double Dogs of England, which was actually more of a spectral dog thing. But yeah, black one, dogs. The, I'm sorry? Black dogs yep Mm -hmm. yep and then this week is the part two of that with the cryptid cats of england and this is going to be more kind of centered on not really spectral or spiritual animals but more of uh the 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 side of the cryptid term that is an animal (coughs) out of place from where you normally see them so with with that in ohio um I can see mountain lions being maybe closer to the southern section of the area and and Gehenna is closer to, you know, middle like stand in the middle with Columbus. Right. Uh, but uh as for um where was I going with that? Oh my gosh, the cryptid that the, I know. Uh as for the 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 cryptid that you may have encountered, um you don't see a lot of big cats or and we don't we definitely don't have bears around here. Shake shake a door yeah that's hard for you to open as and you said you were you said you weren't a child child you were kind of a little bit like adolescent
2: you said i was probably like second or third grade like it was it it was vivid
0: (laughs) yeah yeah so you don't we don't have many predators that'll shake a door like that i mean
2: and i mean it was too distinct it was something hitting the door and then it was something like trying to get in it uh, wasn't just you know a pounce
0: yeah that's interesting. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything more on that one?
1: No, that's just terrifying.
0: I'm, I like it. <laughs> it's so, terrifying. I want to know what it was. But of course,
2: there, with, it, uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. I was going to say, there is a, a, a funny end to that story. So okay. they also have like a big bay window that looked out to their backyard into the farmyard and stuff. So after we, you know, that hit the door, shut the door, we got shit scared out of us and went flying in to tell his mom who just thought we were nuts. <laughs> him and i slowly crept up to this bay window to you know kind of peer around and look right well his mom had a freaking hummingbird feeder hanging at the top of that window and just as we're like peeking around a freaking hummingbird comes flying up at the window like zzz, and literally <laughs> we fell over backwards screaming
1: <laughs> i would have probably peed myself i'm not even gonna lie i, I might have <laughs> yep that's what i'm
2: saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no i don't think it was a mutated hummingbird that was shaking the door but it was... i don't want to
0: rule that out yet though randy no. I, I would prefer us not to rule that out yet because a mutated hummingbird sounds really uh really awesome actually
2: hey it's 2020 anything can happen right right <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna now I'm
0: gonna pull for the mutated hummingbird um anyway uh if that's if that's all you have for us, Randy, uh, I just want to thank you for your time today. Yes, we're at we're at stories. just over an hour, so I don't I don't want to keep it keep it too long unless you have unless I cut you off. Did you have did you have anything? No, else?
2: that's that's it. I just want to thank uh you, Alex, and you, Christy, for having me on. And it it was a blast.
0: Oh, and awesome. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been um kind of nerve-wracking for me. Like I said, I hold you guys' a show in such esteem, uh such such a high esteem that I think you guys are doing uh just a great thing above. <laughs> Above the quality that we kind of set for ourselves, <laughs> so I kind of felt uh out of uh, out of our league here. Uh, so having you on was was fantastic, and I uh, we we deeply appreciate it. I can imagine just much more than you. I swear. <laughs> like it,
2: no, but- this, this was a lot of fun, and I'm more than happy to talk cryptids, to talk you know whatever you guys want to talk about the tassel worm, the you know Spring Hill Jack, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, I'm down.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll have to try to get you on sometime as a special guest yes. on on something crazy. That we actually have good information on
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we'll bring randy back in and we can all
2: discuss yeah
0: that sounds good so randy real quick um uh candair where can where can everybody catch uh, candair for you to listen so to go
2: go to www.candairpodcast.com um we're also on pretty much every podcast player uh apple uh spotify stuff like that check us out on redline radio um yeah we're, we're pretty easy to find
0: Awesome. With that Redline Radio app, is that available
2: on both Apple and Android? So it's just uh, Android right now. I think they are going to do an Apple pretty soon. But...
0: Ooh, finally.
2: Finally, <laughs> something that's
0: on Android, not on Apple. I know, right? Nine times out of ten, you hear it the opposite. I'm always like, well, I guess I got to wait.
2: But uh, you can always catch us on uh, Facebook um, live on uh, Redline Radio. We're the morning show. So we're 7 to 9 every Monday through Friday. We just, uh, we're just we going to put
0: some links to both Redline Radio For and sure. Air. Uh, awesome. With this episode and on the post, so hopefully we can gather some more traffic, um, going your guys's way.
2: Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys so much, and I, I love your show. You guys are doing great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Know, you. Thank, thank you for putting up with me tonight.
0: Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> it was fantastic, and we appreciate your time. Yes as for tonight i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up it's getting kind of late and the cats are waking back up again we we got a we had a small <laughs> no. nap there so we had some quiet they're good to uh, go thank you all for joining us and uh and hopefully you had a uh, had just as much fun as we did uh with randy from the can air podcast oh and there's a cat tail in my face and then <laughs> oh my god what anyway uh you can't get over you can't get over the cats anyway thank you for joining us and we hope to see you tomorrow during our live if anybody gets a chance we will be uh broadcasting obviously our uh show uh live tomorrow uh, and then the usual release on Tuesday. This episode will be released on Thursday. For anybody who uh, listens to the podcast in the purely audio form, please check that out. Give us any feedback you want. If you want to write an email in saying how freaking awesome Randy was, or how maybe his beard is just godlike, I don't care. <laughs> Let us know. Let him know. Uh, check out Candair. Check out Redline. We will post links. Uh, one last time, thank you, Mister Randy.
1: Thank you, Randy. And
0: we will see you tomorrow.
1: Have a good night, guys. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh huh. Bye.